Welcome, friends. This is James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. It is the 23rd of May, 2014, and today, once again, we are joined on the line by Michael Meharry of the Tenth Amendment Center at TenthAmendmentCenter.com to talk about the Nullify NSA campaign at OffNow.org. This is something that we've talked to Michael a couple of times about in the past already, so if you want to check out our previous conversations, of course, you can just type in Michael Meharry into the search bar of CorbettReport.com. Michael, it's great to have you back on the program. Thanks again for joining us today. Hey, James. Thanks a lot for having me. Always great to be on. Excellent. Well, it's always great to have you here, especially to talk about some some positive news for a change. And it was with some delight that I was able to see a positive news story floating across the news wires the other day, thanks to the 10th Amendment Center. And basically, I'm looking at a post on your website that will be linked up in the show notes for this conversation. California Senate passes bill to pull the plug on illegal NSA spying 29 to 1, talking about the passage of the so-called Fourth Amendment Protection Act, a.k.a. Senate Bill 828. Tell us a little bit about this bill and how it got passed. Well, we're really excited that this bill has passed the Senate and it'll now move on to the Assembly for consideration. And, you know, I think the vote total is very significant. When you see 29 to 1, that's uh, very overwhelming. And I think it speaks to the bipartisan support that this piece of legislation has in California. Essentially, what it will do is it will uh, prohibit the state of California from providing any material support to any federal agency that is gathering data or electronic information without a warrant or a judicially approved uh, uh, reason. And obviously this is extremely significant in terms of what the NSA has been doing because we know that this is pretty much their modus operandi. So if this bill actually passes into law, uh, as soon as the determination is made that any federal agency is violating the Fourth Amendment collecting data without a warrant, uh, it will trigger the, the bill and the state of California will no longer provide any support at all. And that would mean that uh, probably most significant for California right now is all of the universities that have partnerships with the NSA. Those partnerships will be forced to end. Uh, and I think also significant is the fact that it would keep any NSA facilities that they might happen to want to move into the area uh, the state wouldn't provide any assistance. So that could even mean not giving them water. It could mean not providing electricity if it's something that's coming from the state. And uh, we know that the NSA is rapidly expanding. Uh, you know, we've got the new center in Bluffdale, Utah. They're building one in San Antonio, Texas, and they're expanding into other areas because they've outgrown the power grid in uh, their main facility in Maryland. So by doing this, basically California is putting a no, not welcome doormat on their front door uh, for the NSA, and it's very, very important that this bill pass. I think if they pass it, I think it will create a avalanche in the next legislative session. We'll see many states follow suit. Well, as you point out, it is pretty significant that this did pass 29 to 1, and that's obviously a good sign. But as you say, this is just the first step in the passage process as it moves to the state assembly. Tell us a little bit about what's going to happen to the bill from here. Well, what it'll do, it'll it'll go through the normal uh, process that any bill has to go through. It, it's uh, it's done in the Senate. It will now move on to the House, or they call it the Assembly there in California. It'll start out in a committee, and it'll have to make the uh, the committee gauntlet. And the committee actually is probably the the biggest hurdle uh, for any piece of legislation. That's where a lot of bills end up getting killed. Uh, you know, a committee chairman that's unfriendly to the bill can simply sit on it and not even give it a hearing. 
uh, I'm pretty confident that if we can get this bill out of the assembly committee, that it will go on and pass the full assembly and, and ultimately be signed into law. So I think it's very important for your listeners uh, that live in California for them to go ahead and take action. And there's actually action steps if you go to the uh, story on the website there and click on the links at the bottom. It'll actually take you to uh, a spot that will tell you exactly who you need to contact and what you need to tell them to go ahead and get this bill moving through the, uh, the assembly uh, committee process. Absolutely. And let me just echo that. I certainly hope that people who do live in California will take the time to to take a look at that link and see what they can do to help that bill get through committee and into the state assembly and hopefully get passed. So once again, this is uh, an important process, but of course, this is just one out of 49. Where are we in terms of other similar acts and uh, their passage in, in other states? Well, we had about 14 states that introduced the Fourth Amendment Protection Act in full in this past legislative session. And uh, the only two that are still active and live are California and Michigan. Uh, Michigan is uh, was introduced, oh, about a month and a half ago, so it has not even heard its first uh, committee hearing. Michigan's one of the few year-round state legislatures, so you know they can drag out their process as long as they want to. Uh, the other bills that were introduced did not make it past their various committees and, and uh uh, essentially died, other than Utah. And this is very significant because I mentioned the Utah data center. Uh, Utah is one of the probably most significant states that this bill could pass in because we already know for a fact that the Bluffdale city provides the water for the NSA facility there. So if we get this passed in Utah, it would be huge because it would mostly turn off the water to that NSA facility, which I think would be 110% awesome. That bill was introduced pretty late in their session. It did receive a committee hearing, and what ended up happening is they referred it to what they call an interim study committee. So this was actually good news. They didn't kill the bill. They actually carried over to the next legislative session. And with it being in this interim study committee, it requires at least one public hearing to be held before the next legislative session. So that means we're actually going to have a public hearing in Utah debating and discussing the Fourth Amendment Protection Act, which I think is going to be very, very important. When people hear about what can be done to stop the NSA at the state and local level, they're almost Almost everybody gets on board because nobody wants to be spot on. Nobody believes that the federal government should be collecting everybody's data and storing it for you know potential uh, fishing expeditions later on in the future. So by being able to make this public, it's going to be extremely big for the possibility of getting this bill passed in Utah. The other good news is that, that of all the bills that failed to make it out of their various committees in the other states, Every one of the representatives or senators that I've talked to have said they intend to reintroduce the legislation in the next session. You know, a lot of people don't realize because you don't see the process that goes on in these state legislatures. It took the state of Illinois 10 years to get their medical marijuana bill passed. They just kept having to do it over and over again and keep debating and keep pushing. So we didn't expect here in the first year to see overwhelming legislative success. And if this passes in California... Uh, it will actually exceed our expectations. So we're very, very pleased with where the overall campaign stands right now. And uh, we really expect a lot more action to occur in the next legislative session. 
Well, I am extremely excited about those possibilities like yourself, and I'll go you one further and say that the idea of getting this actually passed in Utah would not be 110% awesome, but 120% awesome. But then again, I know you have your 110% Tenther campaign, so <laughs> I don't want to squelch exactly. that. Um, well, it is excellent. And as you point out, I think that there is, I mean, uh, there's, of course, this, this is a process of attrition, and it does take a lot of trial and error. But of course, right now is the time to strike while the iron is hot, I think, because Obviously, this issue is front and center in a lot of people's minds. And on that note, I note that this uh, this recent California um, uh, uh, passage through the Senate of SB 828, I, I, I note that it even got coverage on NBC4 Los Angeles. That's that's pretty significant. It, it did. And, yeah, it did. And you know what was really cool about uh, about that is if you watch that video, and there's actually another story on offnow.org that you can uh, click and look at the, the newscaster's video. When he's introducing the story, he talks about, he, this is his quote, he said, this could be huge. And it's really exciting to see the mainstream media look at what we're doing and not go, oh, this is ridiculous, or these people are crazy, but to look at it and see the significance of a state withdrawing support and basically saying, you know what, NSA or whatever other federal agency, if you're going to spy on our citizens, we're not going to cooperate with that. We're not going to have any part of that. And for these media types to begin recognizing that and actually you know, in, in a very subtle way, approving of what's going on is very, very exciting. And, you know, I think that's an important part of this campaign that could easily be overlooked is the amount of, uh, of energy we have managed to generate in the media. We had some coverage when the Utah bill was introduced in The Guardian. Uh, Michael Bolden, our executive director, was actually on CBS Evening News talking about the Off Now campaign uh, a few months ago. We have a reporter in Utah who you know, was kind of motivated by our campaign to start digging, and he actually uh, did a public records request and forced the NSA to provide records of its actual water usage there in Utah. And uh, another reporter working for uh, Vice Magazine did a pretty extensive article uh, about a month ago outlining the tech company resistance to this kind of bill and asking the questions, you know, why in the world do we have tech companies refusing to uh, support legislation that would essentially protect them from having to give up this information. So this kind of stuff is the, uh, the kind of the side benefits of, of a campaign like this that are very significant. It, it certainly is. And it, again, it is exciting to watch this unfolding. And I think there is some momentum behind this. So I'm definitely going to continue keeping track of this campaign and hopefully we'll see more successes in the near future. But on a slightly uh, side note, but perhaps a related note, talking about Fourth Amendment issues in general, I note that a new law has just been signed into uh, in, into law in Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota governor signs bill to ban warrantless cell phone tracking. Can you tell us anything about SF2466 and what this means for Minnesota? Yeah, I'm glad, you, I'm glad you mentioned that because I actually meant to touch on this um, when I was discussing the uh, the other legislation that has been introduced across the country. There have been a number of states that have not gone as far as the entire Fourth Amendment Protection Act, which again completely withdraws any uh, state material support to the NSA, but they have introduced bills that uh, address just the data sharing aspect of what the NSA does, and it addresses a practical effect of NSA spying. And we know for a fact, because of the uh, leaks that Snowden has made uh, to us, we know that the NSA collects data. We know that they share this data with state and local law enforcement. We know that 
virtually none of it has anything to do with national security or terrorism. It's all general criminal type of stuff, mostly drug war. And then they actually tell the state and local law enforcement to kind of cover up where they got the information and, and do what they call reverse investigation so they can make it look like the information came from someplace else. This is unconstitutionally gathered information that's being used in normal criminal proceedings. What several states are, are working on doing and what Minnesota just did and, and Utah actually did it earlier this year is they're banning any type of collection of electronic data that is collected without a warrant. So that not only means that the state and local police can't go digging around in your cell phone records and get your location data and use it for an investigation, it also means they can't collect it from the NSA because the NSA is not using warrants. So any of this information that is uh, introduced into a criminal case would be inadmissible in those state um, criminal proceedings. So it provides practical protection for people from this type of NSA spying. And, and like I said, Minnesota's, uh, the bill's been signed into law there. It's been signed into law in Utah. And in the state of Missouri, the people are actually going to have the opportunity in November to vote on a constitutional amendment. And if they pass that amendment, and I'm almost certain that they will, it will add electronic data to their state constitution protections of searches and seizures. So right now their searches and seizures clause talks about uh, persons, uh, places, and papers, just like the Fourth Amendment. They will actually specifically add electronic data to those things that are protected, and it'll have the same net effect. Any of this data that is collected without a warrant, no matter who collects it, would be inadmissible in court. Excellent. Well, that that is good news. It's good to hear. It's good to be able to talk about good news for a change and some progress that's being made. So again, I hope people will follow the links uh, from the show notes of this conversation. Check out some of this information there on the 10th Amendment Center website and on offnow.org. And, uh, and hopefully get behind this campaign if you haven't yet done so, especially, of course, if you're living in one of these affected states and you can directly affect the process by talking to your state uh, representatives. That will definitely help with some of these bills. And so... Uh, uh, you know, Mike, we're going to have to get you on someday to talk about some of the other issues the Tenth Amendment Center talks about. But for the time being, I think the Fourth uh, Fourth Amendment and the, the issues swirling around that are exceptionally important. So I'm always glad to have you on. Thanks again for taking the time to update us today. I'll always appreciate being on. And, and people can head over to TenthAmendmentCenter.com and see some of those other issues and some of the strategies that are being uh, being worked there. So we appreciate everybody's support and, and appreciate you having me on to, to spread the news because we're really excited about, about what's happening.